Art Media. For 75 years, NZMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Kick off hour number two. It's about 11.05 on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Off to Chicago we go. Cubs win. They needed to. Finally put up a crooked number, and they did so in the sixth inning to separate themselves from the Indians last night. Cappy, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Cap? What's up, boys? Good morning, everybody. How are you? Doing well. Uh, you know what? Cubs in a second. I want to start with the Bears, Cap, because... You know, when, when the news first broke that uh, they're kicking the tires on purchasing the land and uh, knocking down Arlington Park, I thought there's no way, no. This is nothing more than negotiations. Cap, I'm starting to think that there's a really good chance this happens. With what happened yesterday with the Bears uh, sign, uh, signing their agreement with Bet Rivers and another casino starts with River. Can't remember the last part of it. Um, and the fact that maybe Churchill Downs is now involved with the land and the bears and bet and betting, Cap, I'm starting to think that there's a realistic chance that they do move out to that spot in Arlington Heights. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a two foot tap in putt for Phil Mickelson. Sure. I still think it's you know you got to make birdie here and you're in the rough and it's still a tough finishing hole, but. Churchill Downs, which is operated under CDI is the name of the company, Churchill Downs Incorporated, they own the majority stake in Bet Rivers. They own Arlington Park Racecourse. So if they are signing a deal to be the official gaming partner of the Chicago Bears and they don't want a competing casino anywhere around that Arlington Heights property because it would draw money away from them at Bet Rivers, then this is a perfect way to say, guess what? We'll help you get the land. We have, I think it's 326 acres. They need 165 to comfortably build a large stadium and have parking and room for tailgating. And then you've got all this other acreage that you could still have either a casino or a racetrack to have some level of horse racing there. But there's a number of ways you could do this. And you've got highways all around this property. You've got Route 53 to the west. You have I-90. You have I-290. You've got O'Hare International Airport, 15 to 20-minute drive. You've got Chicago Executive Airport, formerly known as Powaukee Airport, where they can handle all sorts of private aircraft. And then you got a train that comes from the city. You got everything you possibly need to make this work. Now, again, it's still not a two foot tap in, but it's got more life today than it did. Very surprising. I saw in your uh, station there in Chicago, ESPN 1000, Waddle and Sylvie had a poll up over 5,000 yeah. votes. Are you in favor of the Bears' new stadium in Arlington Heights? 77% of the respondents 
said yes. I thought it would be dead no. Now, for us in Iowa, most of us, it's a TV product. It really doesn't matter. Maybe you make it to a game a year. Just the importance of that and the population base. That's another thing I continue to hear, just how much it has moved out from the city out to the north-northwest. Yeah, there's look, everyone still always has this fantasy of an open-air stadium, 85,000, 80,000 seats with the backdrop of the skyline of Chicago. Well, that's just fantasy land, <laughs> this bare-weather nonsense that, oh, we got to play outside because we're the Bears. It's garbage. You talk to the players, they're like, you want to freeze your you-know-what off? I don't. It's awful. And the field isn't great. You find out that, hey, guess what? They're going to have a rugby match on Thursday. They're going to have a concert on Saturday. And then two days later on Monday Night Football, we're going to play on a torn-up field. They paint green. It's just it's this bad. So it's a bad stadium. It is a bad setup. It's an all-day project. You go to the game, walk for forever to be able to get to your car. You want to tailgate? Oh, sorry, we're out of spaces. If they're smart, they either use this to extract the greatest deal ever from the city because they have an awful lease deal right now and a bunch of improvements, or more likely, you build a retractable roof dome stadium. You want to play outside in August preseason and then September, early October, and then you close that up and you have Bears games. You can do conventions in there. You control who's on that field and when. And you could get a Super Bowl, a Final Four, the, um, the millions and millions of dollars you could get there, not including sports gambling, which I know there are people listening going, I'm so sick of hearing about sports gambling. <laughs> they may be, but it's going yeah, nowhere. That's for sure. We are the, you realize in April, the state of Illinois had more money gambled legally on sports than Every state in the United States except New Jersey. I saw that. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's just like five times what we're doing over here in the, in the state of New Jersey was 800 and something million. We were 114. Uh, it's crazy, Cap, but, but you're right, and it's not going anywhere. So before we get to the Cubs, just one more on this. So give us a time, Cap, when we'll definitively know, yep, the, Cub, uh, the Cubs, the Bears are staying, or by God, they're moving and they're building a brand new stadium. And there might be a Super Bowl coming to Chicago. When will we know, Cap? I would imagine you'd know in the next 12 months because this is the as of we we're having this conversation today on Wednesday at 11 11 well as of right now this is the last year of racing at Arlington Park now this is the same exact blueprint the Rams executed successfully in LA because Hollywood Park had three more years of racing tacked on while they developed the property around it. And they were owned by Churchill. They were owned by Churchill Downs. They the same exact Mm -hmm. company. They sold the property to a land developer, but the land developer was already in bed with the Rams (laughs) to build this stadium. So that's why I think there's a very, very optimistic outlook that this could happen at some point. Interesting. It really is. Any more on the football no, front? No, go, go, go. Let's go to the White Sox first. Okay. The White Sox not playing their best baseball. Lose one to the Pirates and not a great weekend for them. I saw a theory out there that 
It's time to shake something up. We're a little over a month away from the trade deadline. The time is now to make a move and, and to get these guys, because the race isn't very compelling in the American League Central. Do something now so you don't come complacent. Is that just a crazy theory? Um, look, you, you can't make a deal to make a deal. You've got to make a deal that makes sense for your baseball team. We were talking about this on my show this morning, like Adam Frazier of the Pirates, you know, that scene in Moneyball. Hey, I don't want Ricardo Rincon pitching against me. Tell him to change his clothes and send him over to the visitor's locker room. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but if the Pirates are asking for Michael Kopech back for him, are you prepared to do that? What if it's Garrett Crochet, who was your number one pick a year ago? you prepared to do that? What if it's more than that? Uh, ESPN wrote the trade that each team should make. And for the White Sox, it was acquire Trevor Story because he's wow. a free agent after this year, mm-hmm. and he is a beast, yep. and he's with Colorado. Okay, they're not giving you Trevor Story for, like, some Class A player. They're asking you for the very best in your system because that guy has 30 home run potential. He's done it twice. He could drive in 100. He's a beast. And, by the way, MLB.com, in April, before as the season started, just before opening day, they – rated the top 10 at every position for the second straight year trevor story's the number one shortstop in the sport hmm. number one so these people are like well we've got tim anderson yeah he's a good player he's not in the top 10 trevor story is yeah no and he plays in colorado so nobody we talked about him yesterday just uh, the list of uh, free agent shortstops that are going to be available and we just never see trevor story play cappy uh let me uh, ask you this uh, this one patrick wisdom your mon mercedes who has baseball figured out both of them i mean i know wisdom hit a home run last night um both of them burst onto the scene wisdom seemingly cooled off a little bit mercedes was one of the stories of baseball in the month of april who have uh major league pitchers figured out mercedes or wisdom mercedes no i'm not telling you wisdom's going to the all-star game he's not but let's not forget that you know your mean mercedes was toiling out there and not many teams wanted it patrick wisdom was i think the 45th or 46th pick in the mlb draft originally by the cardinals this guy has been highly regarded now again He's not a great player, but he certainly accorded himself very well. Uh, I believe he absolutely has more upside than your mean Mercedes. Wisdom's a fun story and yep. fun to see him kind of at least come back with the home run last night. Still this Cubs team, they get the win last night. All good. Hendricks on the mound. They need two pitchers, though. It, don't they? It's... Is one enough, one starting pitcher enough for this team to realistically outlast the Brewers, who I feel are going to go out and the very least going to get a bat? We know about their one-two punch at the top. The Reds, though inconsistent. The Cardinals are going to get healthy. Don't they need two guys at their rotation? Oh, they absolutely have to add two arms. Now, they're not going to add Jose Barrios and Max Scherzer. They don't have the bullets to get both guys. They just don't. And I don't know if anyone in the game does but they need to get one of those types of guys and then one more of a journeyman type, like a J-Hap, somebody like mm-hmm. that. Now, are they giving up Ed Howard in a deal like that? Highly doubtful. He was their number one pick last year, and they love him. Are they giving up Brennan Davis? No chance. But if they truly believe they're going to re-sign Wilson Contreras, 
Well, then put Miguel Amaya, who's a top 100 prospect, and a catcher at 22 years of age into that deal, and you might be able to get closer to getting an ace to front your rotation along with Kyle Hendricks, who, by the way, has figured things out Mm -hmm. and has won eight consecutive starts. He's the first National Leaguer to 10 wins. He's tied for the Major League League with, with Aaron Savali of the Indians, who just went down with a finger injury. So, yeah, absolutely they need to go out and add pitching to this staff. Uh, the bullpen's been unbelievable, as we know, uh, watching Chafin. Tapera finally gave up something yesterday, but he's been unreal. Uh, the back of the pull, uh, bullpen, Kimbrell, is the all-star representative. But I want to go to a couple of, um, maybe not alarming's the right word, but Jock Peterson, his antics. Yeah, I know he hit a couple of home runs, but uh, not running one out. And then Baez losing track of the outs cap. Is that just, God, it's a long season. Some These things are going to happen. But these are major league players. How do you have particularly the brain cramp when it comes to Baez and Jock's lack of hustle? I know you thought he should have been sat down the next day. I was disappointed he wasn't. Well, he was pulled from the game, though, right after that, that David hasn't publicly acknowledged why he took him out of the game. It's We were getting blown out, so they pulled a bunch of guys. Uh, but I'm positive that there was something communicated we don't operate that way and then when Javi did it I from what I heard David was like that's it I'm not going to tolerate this that is not going to happen I've excused you before when you stand at home plate watch a home run ball that oh by the way doesn't get out of the ballpark and you only end up on first base when you should have been standing on third so I think David said it right hey Javi knows better. We addressed it. I took him out of the game, and that's that. And then the next day he was back in there. But I could tell you that I talked to a player in that clubhouse, and he said our whole team supported what David did. That can't happen, and we got to clean this stuff up. Cappy, final thing from me away from Chicago baseball and just baseball in general. As we see Max Scherzer freaking out last night, Sergio Romo dropping his pants, it was... Well, the start of the crackdown on the sticky across baseball. Your takeaway from last night, your overall thoughts, and how long is it going to take for us to get back to, I guess, a new sense of normal as the umpires go out and look at these pitchers? So, I look, full disclosure, one of my closer friends in the world is Joe Girardi. Uh, Joe, that was gamesmanship, man. Yep, sure. He knows we're struggling to hit this guy. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a beast. And so, yeah, I'm going to do anything I can. Now, do I think MLB should allow the umpires three times to go search the same guy? I don't. Now, you can't announce once you've been searched, you can't be searched again because we search you in the second <laughs> inning. What's to prevent you from putting the sticky stuff all over you in the third Well, they've already used their search? I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't have this policy. I want him checked again. I want him checked again. No, that embarrasses the game. But when the, I think it's their hitting coach or their bench coach, Kevin Long, who used to be a vital member of Girardi's staff in New York, when he's yelling F-bombs at Joe, and Joe's like, you want to go? Don't you talk to me that way. You know what? It's testosterone. Boys will be boys. I get it. Uh, The Sergio Romo one, that's embarrassing for Sergio Romo because he knows this is a crackdown. He knows this is coming. Stop acting like a prima donna. Just do what they ask, and hopefully this 
has some effect that's a positive for the game. Now, Cap, last thing for you. Uh, Pat Foley announced today, what, 39 years of calling Blackhawks games. This upcoming season will be his last. Boy, synonymous with the Blackhawks, I'll say. Uh, yeah, and if you think that was his decision, I got landed. Oh, you interesting. I, I said this on the air. Pat's 67. Pat is single. He has never been married. Pat's love of his life is hockey. He doesn't have children. Mm. Pat plays golf all summer. He broadcasts hockey all winter. There's no way you can convince me that Pat Foley truly wants to be done broadcasting hockey. I don't believe it. I'll never believe it. I think there are a ton of changes going on at 1901 West Madison. And at some point, they better look upstairs and go, well, our hockey team hasn't been in the playoffs since 2016, <laughs> and we haven't won a playoff game. One game, not a series. One game since 2015. They barely scored in the series against the Nashville Predators in 16, and their team, unless there's some major changes coming, they're not going to the playoffs next year either. So you better be really careful because if you don't have a really compelling broadcast, you're going to have to have a really compelling team, and I don't see it. Uh, Cap, last thing, uh, on a personal note, t- tomorrow will mark 25 years for me on the air in Des Moines, and you've been joining shows that I've been a part of for 21 of those years. Uh, thank you. I appreciate our relationship. And- it's an honor to be on with you, and a congratulations to you. That's an amazing... In this crazy business, yeah, what an amazing milestone. No, the capper, listen, I, I truly mean this. Thank you for, uh, you took my phone call once with Bob Dyer, uh, like in the year 2000. <laughs> We've had a relationship since. So, capper, thank you. We'll talk to you next week, David. Thank you. You got it. I look forward to hanging with you in Vegas one night. We'll get some champagne. We'll toast you. Yeah, wouldn't that be a blast? I can't wait. Thanks, pal. Good talk to you. Be good. Yep, you do the same. Uh, David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy. If you're looking for manufactured or natural stone, Dax Center updates your exterior or interior project of any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, has over 200 uh, pattern and color combinations for your every need. CenturionStoneofIowa.com. You can visit the showroom at uh, Northeast 22nd Street, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Thank you, Centurion Stone for making it possible for us to speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. Good stuff out of Cap. Um, I did not know the, um, well, I knew that Churchill Downs owned Hollywood Park and Mm -hmm. sold it to land developers, which is now SoFi Stadium. But I didn't realize the, 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 I mean, the... um, Is this really going to happen? Trent, I'm starting to think it is. I, and you said that yesterday. I'm like, eh. And I read a little bit more last night after you'd said that. Okay. And then I kind of came up with the theory, maybe this just is more of a media creation. Yeah. I, don't, I'm, I think I'm going down your line of thinking. I got to talk to my Chicago peeps now, kind of get the, the feel of the city. And we had a great one right there in David Kaplan yeah. because <sighs> I think you're getting plus money on will the Bears stay at Soldier Field? Yeah, that's where I'd be laying the odds right now. Oof. We'll see. 11-25. Bill Bender next. We're going to get into college football. The 12-team playoff took a step forward yesterday. Still some work to be done. Uh, He also put out his bowl projections. We'll remind you of where he has the Hawks and the Clones uh, as we take you until noon on 1460 KXNO and 10 Path Forward.
Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your you get your podcast a business name is important sure for one it's how we connect with you find you and do business with you but what's behind the name matters more roshan corporation of iowa is now graphite construction group we're building offices retail centers tenant improvements schools and more but the most important thing we build our relationship with you let's get started on your construction project visit us at graphitegrp.com this is KXNO. KGuard Iowa provides the largest, longest lasting, most durable, clog free gutters available, matched with excellent installation and customer service. And I can say that because I have KGuard gutters on my home. The KGuard Iowa team is devoted to providing customer service, expert workmanship, clog free gutter systems, and a friendly experience, all at an affordable price. Visit the website, kgardiowa.com, and they'll provide you a free estimate. KGuard Iowa, Gutterson. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live the and iHeartMedia. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, just past 11.30, Miller and Condon. Didn't we miss this last year? It was really good. Isn't Dot it? in the eye. Oh, my God. I mean, just any any band, marching band. It's the whole, what makes it so special, right? And it will be back. Oh, my gosh. At live press conference yesterday, the Hawkeyes, Kirk Ferentz, and four of the players met with the media in person, not in Zoom. Bill Bender, I'm assuming, can't get wait can't wait to get back to those. Zoom's been great, Bill. Uh, that's the hand we were dealt, right? Uh, you guys uh, in the media were dealt, and uh, you made the best of it. But uh, it's coming, isn't it, Bill Bender from the Sporting News? Good to talk to you. How are you? Yeah, and plan is now. I think I'm going to be going to Big Ten Media Day, which will be fun. Um, yeah, it's it's been a wild off season. Obviously, and then we're going to talk about expansion, yep. NIL, and all those kind of things. But I just can't wait till we get to talk about the games on the field. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you, uh, Bill. Just uh, on the on the playoff that took another step forward yesterday. It's not set in stone yet, but I still truly believe it will be a monumental upset if we don't get to a 12 team playoff. I guess one of the sticking points that came up and seemingly the the folks that were in Dallas uh in a uh, sequestered in a hotel out by the airport they all seemed to uh, come away pretty positive. I don't think that there was much I can't find any negative blowback or no uh, you know this doesn't need to happen we're good at four. I guess maybe the one question is is the contracts with the Bulls run through 2025 
I don't think that we'll have to wait that long. Does that seem to you like maybe the biggest hurdle to overcome uh, for us to get there in 2023? Yes, because the uh, they're going to have to overhaul the bull system along with it. You know, and ESPN has a real concern with that. There's a lot of money in that, the Bulls, and I'm sure that will get moved around and fixed, but I think that's the biggest hurdle to us starting in 2023. Now, if they don't start in 2023, you run the risk of just really, I could use a stronger word, but making your fan base really mad Mm -hmm. because you've teased them with something that they, that has generally gone over pretty well. I mean, I think most people like it, and then uh, which is surprising. But if you say, "Well, you got to wait till 2025 for this," people are going to ask why. Right. Then they're going to get really angry. I get it. I, I completely understand that part of it. But you're right, Bill. You can't put this carrot out in front of the fans and then take it away. And say, "Well, yeah, you're going to get it in 2026." Nah, that's just not going to work. It's not going to work at this point. We did hear a week ago a lot of Alabama's of the world, Clemson's of the world, say, "Hey." Wait, we don't get a home game? This doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you get a bye. Do you think that's died down, or are we still now at the phase where it's going to be till fall before they get all these bowl systems figured out and how they're going to do that? And ultimately, what do the quarterfinals look like? I, I think we have a pretty firm idea. Obviously, the first round will be the 5-12 will be at the top seed, and we know the semifinals and finals will be at some kind of neutral site. What about those quarterfinal games? Ultimately, how do you think that shakes out? I think they got to put them on campus. Good. And that's going to be another sticking point that takes a while because we all know the power of the bowl, yes. the power of the the structure and how those power brokers really, you know, you know how well you get treated when you go to one of those bowls. It's uh-huh. because there's a ton of money behind them. So um, I think that's something that's going to have to be worked out. And I, I still believe that quarterfinals on campus and the 5-12 round on campus is the way to go. And you play four two one on revolving New Year's Day six sites, mm-hmm. and that would be awesome. I don't know what that means for the future of the Rose Bowl, and I don't know what that means for the future of the Sugar Bowl. And those are two obviously very powerful bowls in the the structure of college football. But this is another concession that's going to need to be made made if you want to go to a twelve team playoff. I mean, that, these are the things that are going to get impacted by that. And, Bill, that's where I wanted to go with you, particularly the Rose Bowl as opposed to the Sugar Bowl. Look, it's such a – there's the tradition, and these people take this so seriously, and they don't want to come off their Pac-12 Big Ten matchup. And when they – you know, they did host the championship, they play the Rose Bowl, and then another bowl, uh, you know, a, a, a week later. What's it going to take for the Rose Bowl to move, considering – I mean, money money won't sway them. They've got all the money that they need, uh, that group. What what will change the Rose Bowl's mind as far as giving up the tradition that they long for? Well, that's going to be a tough one. And I, anybody – I don't know. Have you guys had a chance to go to one? Yes. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. Oh, it's the, it's the most amazing it thing really is. in college football, yep. in my opinion. That's what they have working in their favor is the venue, the uh, – tradition you go through those halls and you know like somebody told me when you go there just go in that tunnel and kind of think about all the great college football players that have run through that tunnel and i'd I'd about start crying it was crazy um it's an unreal place and uh so many that's and that's a big sticking point people might say well who cares about that and they got to get over themselves that's a bigger hurdle than people think i agree Rose Bowl matters. Yep. It matters more than anybody. It always has. They could get a permanent spot at the table. That's a possibility. If that happens, it'd be a semifinal more than likely. 
and it wouldn't be on January 1st. And that's where mm-hmm. some of the sticking uh, yep. parts certainly well, come up I, with that. You know, you're, you're on to something. Uh, I've always thought of compromise. We've had, we've had seven CFP championship games, right? And mm-hmm. we haven't had one at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one that they could knock out right away. But I think every championship game – pretty sure all of them have been inside they've had that or like had the off well no i was that one in san francisco that didn't so uh no i think that's another compromise make make the rose bowl part of the championship game rotation i think that'd be huge that'd be awesome i love to see it love to see that for certainly just the pageantry that goes along with it and that's a huge part of college football still is the pageantry well Another huge part is the future of college sports and how it's going to look, name, image, and likeness at the forefront of that. Bill, we are eight days away. The NCAA should have something in the books to say this is what it's going to be across the board. We know that's not likely going to happen. So when we flip the calendar to July 1st and many of these state laws go into effect, is it going to be the Wild Wild West? Are we going to see JT Daniels at 1201? Hawking, I don't know, something from Georgia and Chick-fil-A, and here we go. What's going to happen here in eight days? Uh, you know, I think you'll see some of that, but it'll happen incrementally. It's not just going to turn into the Wild West. I think, um, you know, the state-by-state legislation, it's going to be interesting to see how much chaos it creates, because there will be some level of chaos that you know, certain schools can say, hey, we don't have that on the books, this isn't fair, conference commissioners are going to have a headache for sure um speaking with a compliance director later this afternoon and i'm going to hopefully get some more answers on that but uh i think in general it's just something that we're going to all kind of wait we know it's coming and i don't know that there's i have a strong emotion about it other than uh curious to see how it'll happen uh, bill bender from the sporting news is our guest bill um your your bowl projections are out I know that you advertise them as being 100% accurate. I get Sorry, a kick. I was talking to my cat. My cat's trying to jump off the ledge in my house. So let's get, get him down. Now we can get into all of Iowa State. Absolutely. Because uh, we both, uh, we both uh, hope you're 100% right on at least those two, as you have Iowa heading out to Las Vegas and you have Iowa State uh, participating in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans on uh, New Year's Day. Uh, so first of all, before and I know that you do this every year, and it's got to be incredibly difficult. Do you have any idea how close you? I'm sure it varies from year to year, but what's kind of your percentage of getting one of the teams in that bowl correct, Bill? Do you know? <laughs> in the championship game? No, no, no. In all of the bowls, when you, when you do your forecast, when you look back at it, well, I had I had this team right in the Music City Bowl, or no, do you have any idea? No, I don't keep track, but. Uh... I do keep track of my playoff picks. I, I do do that, and I probably track, could go back and look at the New Year's Day six picks each year and see how on or off they were. Um, you know, the reason I don't get bent about the rest of them is a team could be – Michigan's always a great example. They, they play two bulls higher than the slot they're in. Yeah, Iowa true. typically plays one bull higher mm-hmm. than the slot they're in because they travel well. Mm-hmm. So those things make it really hard to do. Um I'll tell you, I was close to putting Iowa over Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. I think that's the coin flip right there in the Big Ten West because those are the two teams that I think are most likely to win that division this year. So you're sitting down. You're putting these together, and, yeah, you have a really good feeling about 
you think it's going to be Iowa, Wisconsin coming out of the West, and maybe that second team out of the Big Ten. You know how you feel the Big 12 is going to shake out. you got Iowa State making their way to New Orleans. What about Conference USA? How do you figure out the Sun Belt? What does it take when you're figuring out, I think this team's going to be the third-place team this year in the Mountain West. How do you come up with that, and how much of it is just complete guesswork? Well, some of it's guesswork. I mean, I go five or six deep in every conference, but the thing with those group of five conferences, they'll put a put them anywhere. There's no real sort of right. tie-in or yeah. depth to it. So that makes it kind of easy because then you try to look at location and you know, try not to repeat bowls and those kind of things, and it's a big mystery in some ways, but in some it's really not. So, you know, like I said, I enjoy doing it every year. It's tiring. I love when I tweet it, and then the first one is, this is terrible, or there's <laughs> no clue. Of course I have no clue. Right. It's, it's, it's not July yet. I have no idea where these guys are going, but I just like, honestly, I just kind of like looking at it and imagining some of those matchups. One that came up this year, and I do it on purpose sometimes. You, you kind of put Ole Miss versus Texas in a bull matchup just to see kind of smile. That'd be Sarkeesian and Kiffin. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm, indeed. Well, our, our friends to the west of us are uh, are uh, glad that they finally seeing their team mentioned uh, in bull projections this early. You actually have Nebraska playing Kentucky uh, in Nashville, a bowl that did not take place, unfortunately, last year as a number of them didn't. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. You got, uh, you're ramping it up college football-wise as we inch our way. What are we, Bill? 67 days now, I think, till that first weekend, August 28th of college football. We're getting there, Bill. We, we truly are. Hang in there. Thanks for doing this for us. Hey, no problem. Guys, take care. Have a good one. Yeah, you do the same. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. The Hawks and Cal in the Vegas Bowl. Now, that's, no, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl's in L.A. It is, yeah. It's so fine. It's so fine. Love to see that stadium. Yes. Not sure if it's the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl that I want to see in that stadium first time I walk through the doors. I've told you before, my stepdad's a big Rams fan. The Bears play uh-huh. in L.A. this year. Don't think I'm going to be able to swing it, unfortunately. Uh, but have you seen? Speaking of opposing teams taking over cities, how much Raiders? How much is going to cost to see your team? Air quote, whoever your team is, versus mm-hmm. the Raiders in LV. It yeah. is bonkers, and that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. You think about it with the rotation. You get to see outside of your division, yeah. a team what every seven years, yeah, and then you talk about also home and away, so. For all intents and purposes, unless the schedule matches up, you're a Bears fan. You see the Raiders out in Vegas every 14 years. And when that 14 here comes up, yeah, you're making that trip. And, well, you know what? I planned on spending 250 for a ticket, but I guess it's going to be 450 mm-hmm. Well, I'm heading out there anyway, right? Those ticket brokers are... Living very well, I'm going to guess, uh, Raiders ticket holders. Indeed they are. We'll come back, finish out the program. Trent's play of the day is coming up. We take you until noon. It's 1460 KXNO. DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but they're also America's top-rated sports book. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. They're easy to navigate. There's plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family, they've loved DraftKings And I know that you will, too. And how about this offer? We got a good one with DraftKings Sportsbook this week. Put your courtside with hoops and a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. All you have to do, pick any basketball team still in contention just to win. Not cover, win the game. Bet a dollar, 
Turn it into $100 in site credits. And don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also has great odds on baseball, hockey, golf, so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and most importantly, withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code per, uh, promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code KXNO for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21. Iowa only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credit. Restrictions apply. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Builder.com Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here of uh, a Wednesday, fun Wednesday after a night like we had last night in the world of sports. You know, it's it's kind of surreal from my perspective. This day 25 years ago was the last day, the very last day, there was no sports talk radio in Des Moines. Today there's four shows on this station alone. Right. Right? How many stations have come and gone? How many personalities have come and gone? It's it's crazy, Trent. 25 freaking years tomorrow. And I'm excited to kind of get into some of the nuts and bolts of things I'm telling with you some tomorrow. stories tomorrow. Yeah. I'm I looking, am. really looking forward to that because I have my own questions. You know, I didn't move here until 2008 and mm-hmm. dip my toe in the water. You helped bring me in here at KXNO yeah. on the high school correspondent time. And though I've been a part of it now for what, the better part of 13 years, there's so many pieces of it that I don't know the stories the and jock. I don't know. Yes. It and was I, such a great station. It really and truly was. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you are going to permit me to do that tomorrow mm-hmm. because there are two names on this show. But yeah, maybe we'll, what I th- kind of think we'll do is, you know, for, we'll recap tonight, tomorrow morning at 10. Yeah. And then um, I've got um, a couple of guys that I want to have on. Um, so we'll do that at mm-hmm. some point, you know, take some calls maybe. Yeah. Because it just blows me away how many, I mean, Troy just reached out. I've been listening since 2000. Yeah. That's 21 freaking years. Um, yeah, pretty cool. It is. To, to, make, to, to make that milestone. and Don't know how. <laughs> Congratulations Foreigner, to you. Foreigner, you know, not from here, didn't go to Iowa or Iowa State, which I think kind of helps. Yeah, absolutely. But and anyway. you've played it down the middle incredibly well throughout your career. And That's you've right. heard it from both sides. Yep. You've heard, uh, yeah, Cyclone Canner, and there's that Hawkeye mm-hmm. Homer Miller. You're doing it right when you're doing it down the middle there. Yep. I don't think I've heard, um, I mean, a lot of people have, I don't think there's anything new that I haven't heard that you could take a shot at. I've heard of. Right. And when message boards first came out, I was, holy mackerel, these people are mean. Because <laughs> right? I'd never seen one before. When I started, there was no computers. Different world. A completely different world. It's nuts. I'm going to put a picture up. We did for when we started. We did our show in my office at Prairie Meadows. Okay, and we kind of you know those soundproof walls, kind of mm-hmm. like tiles on the ceiling. The computer was. I had a whole bunch of stuff like Vikings, Bears, Chiefs schedules taped on the wall. Uh-huh. I remember those days when I started, and that was two thousand three that mm-hmm. I started doing this. And though I was pretty computer literate at that point, yeah, it was still the newspaper was so important. That oh, sports God. almanac. Having that in the studio, I'm sure you had one yes. of those 
to thumb through because baseball reference wasn't yes. online. It was in a four or six inch thick book. Right. Did you have a sore back lugging the the damn thing around? No, we didn't have as many fact checkers as we have today that's, because <laughs> back mean, then that's a great you could point. get something wrong and yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right. Today, yeah, that's an excellent point. I never thought of that. That's that's funny. That's funny. Uh, so, anyways, we're going to do that. I'm going to do that. You're going to participate and thank you. And I hope you folks out there that. Uh, uh, have listened to the jock or want to know, I'll answer anything. Ask a question. I don't care. Nothing's <laughs> out of bounds. Uh, tomorrow, um, no one I look forward to doing that. Anyway, so do you have a play of the day today? I'm going to be playing your Blue Jays today. I do know that. Against the Marlins? Yes. Uh, I don't even know who pitches today for the Jays. Robbie Ray. Okay, yeah. Another guy that I have a strong affinity Coming to. Coming off a really good start. Against those Marlins who can be, they're the inconsistent. Pesky. Yeah. They should be record-wise better than what they are. Any advanced metric will tell you that. So I have them at 71 wins. I think they're going to go over that number. I think they are, yeah. I think they're better than that. Mm-hmm. And the division as a whole isn't as good right. yep. as maybe was anticipated. That's one that, uh, yeah, over 71 and a half. Yeah, I think you're going to be in good shape. Going to be playing the Rockies this afternoon. The Rockies? Why? Yeah. Marquez. Okay. Another guy that I just like, and I seem to play him a lot. They're on the road against Seattle. You get plus money with them. So that's what, late oh, obviously late afternoon yep, game? Yep, 3 o'clock. Yep. And uh, finish it up at 2 o'clock today. What do you think I got at 2 o'clock? There's no baseball games that start at that time. At 2 o'clock? There's, of course, no hockey or NBA There's that start no at that golf, time. Golf's not starting today. Nope. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Euro! Ah, yes. You're into the soccer, are you? I am. France and Portugal playing in the final fixture here of the group stage. An important one for both sides to mm-hmm. advance to the round of 16. I'm playing a three-way action with the tie. Going with the tie in this one. Portugal was terrible after Ronaldo scored early on Saturday against Germany. They bounce back. They get the draw. And I get plus 225 with that draw. That's what I'm taking so, today. So as long as there's no goal scored, you cash. Oh, well, there could be goal scored. It just needs to oh, end a in draw. a tie. Oh, draw. So 1-1. One, one. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And a scoreless, right. Yep. Okay. So good either way. Plus 225 and my first foray into Euro 2020 <laughs> here on the show. Though I've been playing it on my own from time to time. I think it won't be the last. So no Cubs tonight. No Twins today. Uh-huh. Where do the Twins go? They have Cleveland. Uh, on the weekend, okay. Uh, and the Cubs head out west to take on the Dodgers for a four-pack. Their Sunday night baseball. Uh, Kershaw Alzale, I believe, is the pitching matchup for uh, for Sunday night. How weird is it that both the Cubs and Twins and a lot of other teams are off on a Wednesday? Yeah, it's weird. Right? Thursday, of course. Sure. Monday, sure. Yep. Wednesday? There's a, like a couple of times a year it happens. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Islanders tonight. I hope that the series ends. Although I kind of want to see seven, but not really when I've got a good play on the yeah. on Tampa Bay. So get that one over with. Financial and, backing. Uh, game one tonight of the NBA in um, in one well, the East, Milwaukee and Atlanta. It's weird when you say the East for Milwaukee, but that's where they reside. I will be, I think, playing the Hawks. I'll grab the points. Get eight. Is that the number? Seems like a hefty that's number. High. Uh, I'm also going to play Trey Young, who shot it incredibly poorly, as we remember. Back in Game 7, I think he bounces back even against a pretty good defensive team. Holiday, one of the better defenders in the league, so I still think he's going to bounce back. I'll be playing him and probably a few other prop bets as we uh, continue to mill around in our Bet Rivers contest. Though you clubbed. (laughs)
Drilled. Oh, man. You went too aggressive early on. I think that was your problem. I know, but I might be holding an ace, and I don't want to say anything Ooh, more. yeah, all, all right. right. And nobody knows except you and now everybody that's listening. Yeah. But yeah. the guys I'm playing with are out in the eastern part of the state. So, so unless they're listening on iHeartRadio app, yeah. you're in good shape. As far as they know, my bank account is at zero. Uh, we will uh, be back tomorrow. Murph and Andy are an hour and... Four minutes away. The Fanatics come in at three. Hawk Central Radio tonight at six. You have baseball at seven. Yeah, good one. Southeast Poke hosting Dowling Catholic. Both games streaming on CISN TV. Game two right here on the radio. Good stuff. Uh, Morning Rush kicks off at six. Tomorrow, uh, we're here from, well, 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking